Hello there, this is Wale Olulano, the presiding apostle of Harmony Christian Ministries. I'm happy that you can join us today in our podcast. I pray today's message will encourage, edify, and illuminate your heart, wherever your circumstances may be. Please relax and enjoy. Ezekiel 37. Ezekiel 37, I read from verse 1. The Bible says that the hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley and it was full of bones. The spirit of the Lord set me down in the midst of the valley. It was full of bones. I want you to please take a note as we read that the spirit of the Lord was not on the bones, it was on me. Many of us need to understand that the power and the grace of God that he has placed over us is for us for a purpose, it's for us for an assignment. Amen. And while you have been busy looking at the state of the bones, why don't you take a moment to thank God for the spirit of the Lord that is on you to make a difference. The spirit of the Lord came on me and it set me. Even though there were ruins all around me, there were bones. There were situations that did not look like the way they should look, but I recognize that I carry a mandate on me. I carry a grace on my life to make a difference. Now, quickly, let's continue to read. He said that then he caused me to pass by them all around. Behold, there were very many, and in the open valley, indeed, they were very dry. This morning, for a few minutes, I want to speak on strength to overcome bad weather. Strength to overcome a bad weather. The Spirit of the Lord caused me to open my eyes as I walk through. We need to understand that the anointing on our lives is supposed to cause there to be a consciousness on the inside onto the state of the walls around us. As I walk to my offices, as I look at situations in my family, as I look at situations in my place of work, in my society, in my neighborhood, I need to know there has to be something on the inside which I carry, which causes me to be conscious of the state of things around me. Gone are the days that we as a people, we as believers, people are anointed by God, should just see situations around us and feel completely indifferent. It is so sad that we have for people that God is counting on to make a difference, also feeling as helpless as the people we are supposed to help. He said, the spirit caused me to walk around and I saw their state, they were all very dry. The last time you looked at the state of the marriage of your cousin, marriage of your brother, the marriage of your sister, the last time you considered the state of work in your office, did you see how dry it was? Or were you just concerned about your own marriage, your own finances, your own situations. See friends, the reason why you have the anointing on your life is to make a difference. Let's continue to read. It says, and he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? And I said, oh Lord, you know. Again, he said, prophesy to these bones and say to them, oh dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Verse 9. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus say the Lord, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on this slain that they may live. Verse 10, so I prophesied. There's a grace coming upon someone here today to make a difference. Amen. In the name of Jesus, you will prophesy. Amen. 
you will speak over situations that have been in ruins. You will speak over circumstances that seem helpless. You will speak into situations of your cousin, your friend, your relatives, where circumstances of their life does not seem in line with what God desires. And they will see a difference in the name of Jesus. He said to me, he said, breath came upon them as I prophesied. This year, your words, your actions, your efforts will not be in vain in the name of Jesus. He says, and they lived. Things that were dead all around you will receive life of God. Wombs that did not respond unto the promises of God will respond this year in the name of Jesus. As we prophesy, there will be a response. He says, they lived and stood upon their feet. Once again, things that have been lying down. Things that have been below their original intention. Things that have been below their potentials. They will receive full impartation of glory. This year in the name of Jesus. He said that they rose up to their feet. An exceedingly great army. That's who you are. That's what the devil has been trying to keep us from getting to. That's what the devil is afraid of seeing in our land. A nation that can rise up one more time. And be called up Great Britain again. In the mighty name of Jesus. Come quickly to 1 Kings. 1 Kings 19. 1 Kings 19. I say to you there are great businessmen sitting around us here. There are great lecturers. There are great housewives. There are great wives and husbands and great... Whatever the thing is that God has called you to be, you have been living below your time. Below your potential. Below your grace. But I believe God for the power of God to come into you right now. Look at the song we just sang. That power of anointed song that we just sang. And that the spirit of God will come into you. And it will cause you to rise up. In Jesus name. In 1 Kings 19. Now this is a passage that um, has to do with Elijah. Elijah the man of God. He had just had an encounter with the prophet of Baal. And Jezebel was after him. And so we see what happened here. He was running away from Jezebel. When you look at it from 3 to 5, the Bible says, And then he saw that he arose and ran for his life. Went to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a broom tree. And he prayed that he might die. And he said, It's enough. Now, Lord, take my life. I'm no better than my father's. When situations hit a man who had been productive, a woman who had been highly efficient, a church who had been riding higher, a community that had been doing much better, something hits them and they run away from the place of responsibility. And they say to themselves, you know what, we are, we are weak now today. We can't do anything if we are useless to ourselves. And that's what's going on here. Their strength had departed. From them. And then in verse 5. Then as he lay. He slept under the broom tree. This man was sleeping a sleep. Of discouragement. Is that the kind of sleep you are sleeping right now? Is that the kind of sleep your business is sleeping? Is that the kind of sleep your profession? Your marriage? Is that the kind of sleep your community is sleeping? And he said suddenly an angel touched him. Thank God for God who will not leave us alone. He will not abandon us into our dejection, into our state of depression, into our state of uh, lack of productivity. The Bible said the angel of the Lord came on and he touched him. Look at what he did. And he said to him, arise and eat. 
And then he looked. There by his side was a cake baked on coals. A jar of water. So he ate and drank and he slept again. Now you would have thought that a man that eats the food of heaven should be strong enough. Verse 7. And then the angel of the Lord came back second time, touched him, said to him, Arise and eat, and because the journey is too great for you. And so he arose and ate and drank. He went in the strength. Thank God for strength. He went in the strength of that food 40 days, 40 nights, as far as Horeb, the mountain of God. This man ate a second encounter. You are due for that encounter today. Amen. Somebody is due for a third encounter. I don't know which levels of encounter you are. Some are going to have the first encounter. Some second, some third. Whatever it is, you will have an encounter today in the name of Jesus. And he went in the strength of that encounter. The Bible said he went to Mount Horeb. There he went into a cave and spent the night there. Behold the word of the Lord. Came to him and said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? Now, that question suggests to me that this man was not where he was supposed to be. My dear friends, when you feel weak, when the strength that you are meant to carry had departed from you, you find yourself in the wrong location. You find yourself displaced. You find yourself in a place where God is asking you, circumstances of life are asking you, your friends are asking you, those who know you are saying, no, I called your house, you were not there. I went to your address, you were not there. In the spirit, you are not there. In the physical, you are not there. What are you doing here, Elijah? See what happened here. Rather than the man to actually assess his situation, he was giving excuses. In verse 10, he said, I have been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts. For the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant, turned down your altars, and killed your prophets with a sword. I alone am left. They seek to take my own life too. You see that? God was asking him a question rather than think in his head. Hang on. For God to be asking me this question means the problem is with me. But no, he was thinking the problem is outside. And so he said, go out and stand on mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by. A great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. I ask myself this question every time I read this passage. Why is it that the Lord asked, allowed those three things to go ahead? There was the wind. God was not there. There was the earthquake. God was not there. I mean, why was God doing all that? Does he have the time to waste? And then finally, the Bible said, there was a still small voice. I gave myself an answer to that. God was doing all that because he was seeking to get Elijah's attention. Did you see that? He was trying to get Elijah's attention. He was trying to bring Elijah back into who he really is supposed to be. But Elijah was busy looking for something on the outside. Verse 13. And so it was. When Elijah heard it, that he wrapped his face in the mantle and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. Suddenly a voice came to him. What are you doing here, Elijah? Again, that question came to him. And he said, I have been very zealous for the Lord. This man still has not learned his lesson. Did you see the number of times that God had to feed him? Did you see the number of times he kept on giving excuses? I 
and justifying his position. Verse 14. Now he gave the excuses. I am alone. I am left. Verse 15. God now set his grace in motion. Verse 15. Then the Lord said to him, Go, return on your way. Somebody say return. <laughs> I pray that you will return today. For us to be strengthened in our inner man, for us to receive that fresh touch of God, there has to be a returning into the place of his encounter. Returning into the grace he placed upon us. Look at what happened here. He said, return your way to the wilderness of Damascus. And when you arrive, anoint Hazel as king over Syria. Also, you shall anoint Jehu, the son of Nimshi, as king over Israel. And Elisha, the son of Shaphat, of Abel Mahola, you shall anoint as prophet in your place. God realized that I have to help this man before he just kills himself and waits his anointing. 17. It shall be that whoever escapes the sword of Hazel, Jehu will kill. Whoever escapes the sword of Jehu, Elisha will kill. Yet I have reserved 7,000 in Israel. God just said that for Elijah to know. That listen, by the way, I have not given you this kill. All the time you have been telling me that you alone, you are left. But just by the way, before you go, I want you to know that there are 7,000 people in Israel. All whose knees have not yet bowed to Baal. And every mouth that has not kissed him. I like the next verse, which is where I'm going to stop. The A part of it. And so he departed from there. I pray today in Jesus' name, you will depart from the place of non-productivity. You will depart from the place of weakness. You will depart from the place of shame. You will depart from the place of fear. You will depart from the place of blame game. Now, one of the beautiful things about creation that we know is that God, the God Almighty, the God of all creation, he gave dominion of everything he created into the hands of man, not the other way around. Friends, I want us to know that God gave us dominion over rain, dominion over wind, dominion over seas, dominion over the animals, over the mountains, dominion over everything he created. That's what God did. Our question is why? Because God wants us to always stay in the position of responsibility for the purposes that he gave to us. If God had not given us dominion, we could have blamed the rain. We could have blamed the animal. We could have blamed the wind. But God gave us dominion so that we can conquer, so that we can stay productive, so that we can stay responsible. Amen. But when sin came, Man gradually began the culture of abandonment. We started the culture of blame game. We started the culture of resignation. You know what happens here? We resign easily and clearly to anything that is not working for us. We resign to an oppressive regime. We resign to drugs culture in the inner city. We give up easily. We resign to unsocial behavior in our communities. We resign to the busy nature of our 21st century, thereby losing our priorities to seek God. We blame it on our time. We blame it on the society. We resign to the culture of allowing kids to dictate what they want to us. So kids become kings. 
We resign to anything that circumstances of life throw at us, forgetting the fact that we were anointed for a purpose. I asked myself, is this really how God wanted it to be from the beginning? You know yourself that the answer is no. Listen, friends, every time we resign, every time we abscond, every time we abandon, every time we throw our hands up in the air, what we are saying really is, I can't do anything about the situation. What we are saying really is, this situation is overwhelming to me. What we are saying is, someone else to pick up the trouble. I can't touch it. Every time we abscond, every time we leave the problem to be, we are saying that things that God created has power over us, not the other way around. It is almost similar to what David said. In 2 Samuel chapter 3, verse 39, David said, Though I am king over Israel today, but these sons of Zeruah are too harsh for me. I know I'm anointed, but I am weak. I know I have purpose, but I can't do anything about it. I just have to let it ride. I just have to let it go. I just have to give up. Should I ask us a question, a man and woman of God, do we feel as powerless as David? Truly, that's how we feel many times. We know we are anointed, but we feel we can do nothing about it. But what David said was not true. Because David could have done something about that problem, but he just felt, I feel powerless. There are things today that you have come to allow, which you actually have power to deal with, but you've left it. In our community, in our homes, in our place of work, around us, with our health too. But we've allowed things just to ride. When we leave things to ride, they don't get better. Now watch this. Every time we feel powerless, the strength to actually fight departs from us. Please write that down because I'm taking you somewhere. Every time you feel powerless, the strength to fight, the strength to make a change departs. That's why God sends us a prophetic word. God in his mercy does not leave us to our abandonment. Prophetic words are important, especially at new beginnings. They are always important, but at new beginnings, prophetic words are crucial. They are a guide to you and I connecting us to God's priority for that season. Prophetic words they are a guide. A guide for us to God. Because God has an agenda for every season. Prophecy in itself does not come necessarily with the instructions or a guide. But it guides you to God. When you get to God, God has his word to lead you. When we talk about this prophetic word, it's also known as the proceeding word of God. It goes ahead of us to chart a path. It actually comes with the grace for you to overcome the season. It gives you the grace to overcome the season and its weather. Whether they are bad weathers or good weathers. It becomes really suicidal for anybody to ignore a prophetic word and to be running their own race. It becomes really foolish for you not to seek God. Why are you leading him to? What is the priority in your heart for the season? It's not about what is your personal goal. It's about what is God's goal. What is God's agenda? God does not give his word to endorse our greedy desires. You know, God, this year, I must build my house, 10 houses. So, Lord, I receive. This is a year, Lord, I receive strength to build 10 houses. Now, 
I receive strength to build. No problem. But we've got to understand that God doesn't just give words just for you. He gives words because he has an agenda for you to fulfill for him. So you find out that in receiving the word, strength comes from that word. So let me put it this way. Words strengthen us. When we talk about renewed strength, how does it happen? It comes through words. Words strengthen us. Do you know that also words dampen our spirit? Words may not only be audible, words may be in letters. A person gets a letter from their doctor and says to them, you need to come quickly. The outcome of your medical examination or whatever they see, or the, whatever examination you took, this is the, and you feel sad. What happened to you? You are not talking. What happened to you? You had the word. He dampened your spirit. But a few weeks later, you got another letter and says, oh, actually, it was a wrong test. Again, you got up. You see, you'll find out that words are instruments of strengthening. So God sends the word to strengthen his people. Do you know that when Goliath confronted the armies of Israel, he did not throw a javelin. He didn't throw a sword. He didn't do nothing. But every day, he got up and he threw words. He threw words at them. And this army became weak and weaker. Because of the words that were coming out of the mouth of Goliath. Friends, this is exactly how powerful it is. Gifts are good. When you give out gifts very nicely packaged presents are good. But they are not as good as utterances from a trusted lips. Utterances from a trusted lip. It can either dampen you or lift up your spirit. Imagine a husband that wakes up and turns to his wife and says, here is the key of a car. Downstairs, a delivery was made last night for you. You know, if you stop there, in playing this tape, I'm talking about, you stop there, you say, wow, the woman must be so happy. She must be on top of the world. But no, continue playing the tape. After he gave her the key, he now said, but I want to know you are the most useless woman and I am fed up with you. In fact, I gave you that car so that you can just leave me alone. See, the gift did not match the words. If you and I are going to be strengthened in this season, we need to be reconnected to the correct word. Let me show us something in the passage that God spoke to us from. Isaiah 40. Isaiah 40, 31. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. But before 31, I want to read verse 3. The Bible said in verse 3, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of what? Of the Lord. Friends, the reason why God sends his word is to prepare our hearts for him to come. God is coming this year to you and to me. But he has sent his word ahead. Watch what he says here. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted. Every mountain and hill brought low. Crooked places shall be made straight. And rough places smooth in your life this year. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed on you. And all flesh shall see together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken this. So we see that God sends his word to prepare the people's hearts. Before they get to the renewal stage. 
My pastor puts it this way, that God must first of all come to us before he comes for us. Come to us simply means he comes into our heart to prepare our heart before coming for us to see the miracles and all the things that we want to see in the year. So he gets our heart first of all lined up correctly. Seeking him correctly. And then we see God coming straight into us. Now, let me ask this question. How can I have a renewed strength if I don't have a renewed determination? Friends, I want us to know that the change begins from inside. Because until I change on the inside, my ability, my determination on the outside does not really change. That's what the word of God does. The word of God comes and it quickens something on the inside of me. My spirit, my soul must first come to be connected to purpose before my body responds. Let me put it this way. Strength does not precede commissioning. Strength, you know, you don't just have strength and then you now feel you are commissioned. Commissioning is what releases the strength. I'm taking out somewhere. Because there is something I saw afresh as I studied Elijah, which I'm going to show us in a minute. We need to know that this year, God is recommissioning us, and as we respond to his recommissioning, strength is released. The zeal, the will, the ability to be concerned and to make a difference has departed from us. We've got to reconnect to the strength to overcome a bad weather. Bad weathers are not necessarily the wind, not the snow. But there are bad weathers in the mind. There are political bad weathers, social bad weathers, economic bad weathers, marital bad weathers. And I want you to know that God empowered us from the beginning to take dominion over bad weathers. It is not just about the nature. We are the nature. We are the ones. As long as I close my eyes to my brother's need and just seek myself, I'm adding to the trouble. And I say to myself, I am weak. I can do nothing. There's nothing I can do. We'll wait for the government to fix it. So everybody waits for the government. As if the government is not one of us. So, what do we need to do because of our time? Solution begins... From connecting our mind to our hearts. The soul of the nation needs to be reawakened again. Everybody, whether you are going to church or not, you have a heart. Every one of us. That phone call you made not to go to work is not really because you couldn't go to work. You know that yourself. You know you can do a little bit more than what you've done. In that situation. Our heart must be reconnected. So that our soul. God gave us consciousness. Listen, when our heart is connected once again, our heart begins to say to us, surely I am more than this. Surely I can do better than this. Surely I shouldn't just resign myself to just this little level. Oh yes, I know it's, listen, people really care. They risk their life to build this nation. They risk their life. What are we risking today? Now, I cannot afford to be taken to court. 14-year-old went to war to fight for our liberty, our freedom as a nation, First World War. There is a sense that we have that even pastors are afraid to speak the truth from the pulpit because we can't allow anybody to come and arrest us. But I believe that those days are changing. The true church must rise up again. Friends, we are meant to be the light in the community. We are the light.
right, we are the salt to our generation. If we don't speak the truth, who is supposed to say it? Who is supposed to speak the mind of God? Let me begin to close. We need to know that we are empowered with the grace to overcome a bad weather. What is the bad weather you have been going through in your personal life? We've got to understand that there is something you carry. What happened to the days where you could see people walking on the street? Somebody has a brolly, the other guy does not have, and they can share that brolly with a lady that's just done her hair. Now, that sounds strange. You know, you just carry on with your brolly and you let every man to themselves. These are not things that are hard to do. All you just need to think about is, what if this is my mom? What if this is my sister? What if this is my brother? What is wrong in sharing? Even if they say no, at least you have shared. You have indicated. This must start with you and I. Because it's why God raised this church up. This is the essence of HCC as a ministry. We cannot afford just to exist for ourselves. We are the people that God has called us out to bring men and women into a life of full potential. We are much better than what we are. Do you understand that? There is a potential in you that you must link back. You must understand as we go back to God, this potential will be released and it doesn't just stop in church. We go into our communities and we make a difference in those communities. You carry something on a Sunday to affect your society on a Monday and Tuesday. If you don't realize you have a purpose, it doesn't happen. There is a generation that feels that doors of opportunity will open by remote controls. They don't need to get involved. We are not of that generation. We are a people that knows that we need to rise up and knock the door of opportunity. God is looking for people that will be different. In fact, the society is looking for people that will be different. People that can just lead them out of mystery. If you really intend to make footprints in the sand of time, you cannot afford to drag your feet. As you rise up in your place of work to make a difference, God will single you out you will rise up and knock the door. And the door will open because that's what the word says. He said, ask, you will receive. Seek, you will find. Knock, it will be open unto you. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We do hope you have been blessed. Our special thanks go to all our partners who give generously to support our ministry. You are welcome to be one of us. If you'd like someone to talk to you on any of the issues raised in today's message, please do call us on plus four four. 208-597-3110 or you visit our website on www.hccenter.org.uk May the peace of the Lord guard you and keep you till we meet again. God bless you.